0: Welcome to another episode of Divorce TV, and we've got another good show for you this week. We have our expert interview with Larry Lawfer in Boston. Larry deals in real estate, but he's not your average real estate uh, estate agent, as we call them in the UK, specialising in supporting people through divorce shared story is recorded interview with Alice Evans which I've cut down to some of the highlights which was hard because she said some great things I'm looking forward to showing that with you and a healing to finish off with Regina Francato Dunderdale but let's get on with the news So the first story today is from The Guardian, and I love this story. This is a woman who is awarded $7,700 for five years of housework in China divorce ruling. The case is believed to be the first to set a monetary value on housework since the implementation of a new civil code. A Chinese divorce court has ordered a man to pay his wife the equivalent of U.S. dollars as compensation for housework during their five-year marriage. Think about it. Under a new civil code that came into effect last month, a person may seek compensation from their partner during a divorce if they were the primary carer for children or elderly parents or did most of the unpaid household work. The amount should be negotiated, but if that fails, then it will be decided by the court. A Beijing court ruled that the husband, surnamed Chen, must pay his now ex-wife Wang the sum of 50,000 yen for not pulling his weight around the house. Chen left the child rearing to Wang while he went to work and didn't care about or participate in any kind of chores, Wang told the court. Chen filed for divorce last year and Wang requested a division of property and financial compensation, as well as the 50,000 yen compensation Wang was also awarded custody of the couple's son and a monthly payment of 2,000 yen. The presiding judge, Feng Miao, said the division of property related to tangible property of which it was impossible to include housework. Housework, for example, can improve the ability of the other spouse to achieve personal, individual, academic growth and this is not reflected in the tangible property. The case is believed to be the first to set a monetary value on housework since the civil code which covers personal rights and family and contract law came into force. The verdict sparked a debate on social media in China about the financial worth of housework which in heterosexual relationships and marriage is most often done by the women according to multiple surveys. Data from China's National Bureau of Statistics indicated Married women spent more than twice as much time on housework than their husbands did in 2016, a ratio wider than figures recorded for 1996. So It's getting worse. More than 427,000 people responded to an online poll by Chinese media outlet, Phoenix Weekly, which asked if the compensation was right, wrong, too small or too big. Almost 94% said it was right, but not enough, with commenter, commenters saying it underestimated the job of stay-at-home wives and mothers. Everyone who has done housework knows that doing housework is no easier than going to work is often harder, said one Vibe, Vibo user commenting underneath. The key thing about being a full-time wife is that you lose your career and growth opportunities, said another. After a while, your future career will be discounted a lot and there is no way to measure this with money. I wonder if that will be something that comes into force in other countries moving on to kim kardashian who finally they are actually definitely going ahead with this divorce and it says kim kardashian goes without her wedding ring once again during first night out as a single woman after filing for divorce from Kanye west as she sizzles in skin tight neon dress because obviously what you wear when you're getting divorced. is really important. Um uh, annoys me when they say, "As yes, a single woman. She's not single. She hasn't got divorced yet. But anyway, that's just me. She's newly single, they say, and ready to mingle after calling it quits on her nearly seven-year marriage. And Kim Kardashian was making the most of her new single status as she stepped out for dinner with her wedding ring notably absent at Beverly Hills hotspot Matsuhisa marking her first big night out since filing for divorce from husband Kanye West last week. The reality star 40 showcased her showcased her sculpted physique in a skin-tight dress while enjoying a girls night out with her sister Courtney and friends. She didn't have to look very far when finding a lawyer to help as she enlisted the services of top divorce lawyer Laura Wasser. Wasser. Uh, I must learn how to say her name properly. Uh, She seems to do a most of the celebrity divorces it seems, who also represented her when she left her second husband, Chris Humphreys, after 72 days. So she's done a lot better with Kanye. The couple who are parents to North, Seven, Saint, Five, Chicago, Three, Palm, 21 months, are said to have come to their conclusions amicably and quickly hurrah, about another good, let's hope they keep it that way, that's fantastic, according to reports over the weekend. They are seeking to split physical and legal custody of their four children 50-50. While she's reportedly worth $780 million by a Forbes estimate in October, Kenya's surpassed the millions mark and sits at $1.3 billion. The plan is for their children to remain in the Los Angeles area, despite Kenya appearing to call Wyoming home these days. The tension reportedly started in July when he decided to run for president of the United States and ranted that he wanted North aborted, but Kim refused. He also called Kim's mother Kris Jenner, Kris Yong Un," which didn't go down very well. A source told People magazine on Friday that the rapper is now resigned to reality over over the divorce filing and that it is a sombre day for him. It's as amicable as possible, but amicable doesn't mean joyful or ideal, a source told the publication, just in case we misinterpreted the word amicable. It just means that they're being adults, adults about the whole thing. Well, fabulous. I'm really always really happy to report on what I call good quality celebrity divorces. And last but not least, we have something from the Mirror. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing's Karen Howard shared she was hurting over her really nasty divorce from Kevin Clifton, which sent shockwaves through the Strictly world in 2018. In a new ra- uh, Raw interview, the dancer dug in her heels, it says, with confession. Things got really nasty overnight between the couple who split in 2018, and that can happen. Karen 38 said on the Divorce Club podcast that jealousy was at the heart of the row after she felt she wasn't getting enough attention from Kevin. She said, obviously, other things happen. There are other factors that happen that really hurt us both. But. I thought I would never have i would never let go of it I would have never ever let go of it their deep connection made it hard for Karen to let go of their marriage she added it took me a long time to cut the umbilical cord that I had connected to him oh she should have had a word with uh, Debbie Talalay she does fabulous work with that with her her Stanford technique healing because uh, these bonds are yeah they're not just up here they're definitely in here sometimes you have to work at a deeper level it was uh it says that it was hard for karen to continue working with kevin for years after their high profile split according including their tv work on strictly come dancing where all eyes were on the exes and that's really why i brought this story and quite often people do have to work together after divorce and uh, it's not easy and good for them that they did manage to do it. Um, I'm sure the paychecks help. Reflecting on their split, Karen sadly expressed that she feels their relationship could have survived under different circumstances. She said, under different c- circumstances of better understanding of ourselves, of what we actually needed and to actually just sit down and have some time for ourselves, I think that it would have worked. Meanwhile, Kevin has since moved on with former Strictly Come Dancing winner partner Stacey Dooley. It's tough working together after divorce, but uh, if you've managed to do that successfully or if you haven't, do share it in the comments. Um, it's Let's share share how it was for you. If you've got any tips for people, that would be great too. Now we're going to go and talk to our special guest today, Larry Lawford. And welcome, Larry, to The Divorce TV Show.
1: It's uh, great to be here. Uh, can you see my eyes or do I need to move a little bit? I'm here no, outside.
0: I can see you and it's got, we've got a lovely view of, tell everyone where you are.
1: I am right outside Boston, Massachusetts in a, uh, a town called Framingham, uh, one of the very original towns in this very historic area. But I'm talking to people in London, so uh, we're new.
0: Fabulous and and you are out and about doing your work uh, in real estate now in the UK We don't really have specialists in real estate who work in divorce But um, I know it's not so unusual in the States, but the first question I wanted to ask you is with children divorce moving house What have you found is the best way to blend that process?
1: Well, early on, when I meet the couple, I always want to meet the children as well. When couples are divorcing, as you and your audience know, trust has been lost, and the, the adults have adult abilities to deal with that, but children don't. So I think it's really important to include your children, to let them know that it's not their fault that— um, um, sometimes it can be, but don't include the kids in your problems. they're going through something that they have no control about. So I pay a lot of attention to the children uh, in the process.
0: And how does that pan out in your role as a, a, a with real estate? Is it about helping people make better choices with the home and how they do the whole process of, of moving because that has massively has a massive impact impact doesn't it on, on the children?
1: The first step, Susie, is to understand the people. Uh, And uh, I say when people ask me what I do for a living, I say I listen for a living. You can't know anything until you understand what both people who were once together and now separate, what they have in their mind and what they need. So quite often in my situation, they need to sell the house and they don't trust each other. They need to trust a person who will bring them honest, provable facts that they can deal with. And if you can keep that conversation calm through the process, because we know that this is a huge asset for people, quite often their biggest asset, they both deserve what as much as they sh- can get for it. And they need to have it smooth. They need to understand the process and know what's the next step is from the step they're taking right at this moment.
0: And when it comes to like selling the house itself, doing the divorce, splitting the assets, what have you, through your experience, uh, learned of good practices that you can share? Because those will be relevant to people in any country.
1: Well, I alluded to it. Find someone that both people can trust. And if both people can't trust, then find two people, two agents who trust each other, because you have to have honest dealings with each other. So the first step, whether you have one person or multiple agents, is to get an appraisal. I don't know if you have that, but it's a a legal value of what the home is worth. Get both parties to agree this is the legal value then the agent's job is to get as many people to see that house, as many people to offer, and bring them someone who can actually close. That's a whole bunch of steps that includes legal issues, zoning issues, uh, moving issues that we would get to after the offer was accepted. But there's a whole process, and you need to keep both parties aware of what's going on. So I have a checklist that I share with them and they know before it happens what the next step is. That's helpful.
0: That's extremely helpful. Because so, you need to give a lot more care and attention to people when they're in this situation as there would be if it was kind of clients who weren't divorcing. What, what are the kind of differences in your experience from the how I'm sure you treat everyone the same and the, with the same care and attention, but in what, in, what's really important to include or enhance in your role when you've got people who are in this divorce situation?
1: Never to lie, never to avoid, never to be um, retaliatory, to uh, be as open as possible, because both of these people need care and understanding. They're hurting. The, the things in, in our lives that are so difficult, the loss of a loved one, uh, divorce, moving, we have all of that. You know, uh, so my job is to care about them. People need care in different ways. Some people need to talk. Some people need to cry. Some people need to yell. Some people need a scapegoat. I never let that bother me. You know, people have bad days. And, you know, I go home to my wife of 33 years and, and I'm grateful.
0: And, uh, um, have you ever found yourself kind of caught in the middle? Of a, of a difficult situation, or do you uh, very find that you're you're always representing just one person, or do sometimes you actually working with both of the couple?
1: I often work with both of the couples, but I learned this um, when I was in the middle with my parents' divorce, and they played they played everybody against each other. I have an older brother, younger sister, and that taught me that that doesn't work. You don't pit your kids against one parent or another. Children intuitively know who takes care of them. It's usually the mother, as your, your, your uh, news suggested. And by the way, $7,700 for five years, I wanna marry that woman. <laughs>
0: it's cheaper than it's got to be cheaper than a cleaner isn't it
1: (laughs) oh my gosh and And, and meals and all of that yeah come on over
0: (laughs) and are there are there actually that makes me think with uh with the services that you provide what's the the sort of range because you talked about after when it comes to moving as well so be interesting to know what what's the breadth of how you serve people who are dealing with having to sell their home um and buy another one obviously
1: I know you. exactly. I know you've had a friend of mine on here. She owns Vesta Divorce. Um, She is completely a one stop shop. She also um, provides uh, um, services that are beyond what a real estate agent would do. But my services are very similar. I don't do any counselling or anything like that. I have no ability. But any part of the move, it's the lawyers, it's the accountants, it's the lenders, it's um, the closing attorneys, it's the divorce attorneys. Um, I have the ability to do all of that through my years of experience.
0: Because you know what they want what they need for as far as the valuations and all, all the key information. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's, it's definitely much much more sensible for someone to use you than it is just their regular realtor who's never dealt with this situation because it has its own specifics what led you to come into this
1: well it's a funny story Um, I've always been a storyteller I've always been a writer I was a commercial photographer for 25 years, traveled all over the world taking pictures. Uh, That morphed into a video company where I did testimonial videos for people. But when I got a little bit older after uh, 9-11, the attack here in the United States, it was more expensive to move expensive photographers and videographers around. And um, I began to realize that my true passion in my life has always been storytelling, always been about families, always been about a community. My father was a home delivery milkman. When I was growing up, I used to go to work with my father. It was the only time I could spend time with him because he wasn't living in the house. And uh, men, they like, you know, dads teach by making you work. So uh, I, I loved it and I would leave the the truck this was all in the middle of the night it was back in the day when you you left your house open and and people trusted everyone i would go in the house i'd open up the refrigerator find out what they needed go back to the truck so by the time i got to school that day i had already been inside most of my friends houses and i learned i learned early on that people all live the same and differently But protecting people's privacy and and their own secrets was something that I understood very early because I was looking for um, a better situation uh, than I was growing up in.
0: That's fascinating. The idea that you don't just leave it on the doorstep, but you go in and check what they want. I I want that service. That's that is real service. (laughs) that's fantastic exactly. oh thank you so much for your time and it'd be great i know you must have it's lots been of my great, pleasure great stories of of case studies of what's happened maybe come back on our shared story session in the future if you can but i know you need to get I'd... back to work you've got houses to to sell <laughs> people exactly
1: to move. <laughs> happy lovely. to help thank you so much and thank you for the work that you do i know it's important
0: thank you so much though. lovely to have you on the show bye for now great bye for now I love that that idea of being able to uh, to go and uh, just go in someone's house. Go oh, they need four pints of milk, and, and off you go. That's a wonderful story. Uh, but yeah, we should we should get some in the UK uh, specialist um, estate agents because it is a very specialist area. If if any of you estate agents find yourself doing that kind of work, do let me know. It'd be great to have you on the show. So now well, we're going to have a quick bit of learning from the masterclass. And today we're going to look at transform. We're in the um, navigate by the stars section of the divorce, uh, divorce discovery journey. And transform, what that is, is about that when you're going through divorce, and anyone who's already been there will know this, or any kind of family breakup will know that it's actually a really good time to go on an inner journey, to transform yourself, to be able to reconnect with the world. So for many, it can actually become quite a spiritual journey as well. It's one of the good side effects. For some, it's about giving back, but it's not just about working in the soup kitchen, though that is a, you know, serving those who are way worse off than you uh, can be a very healing experience. There are lots of ways to discover how to reorientate yourself when the normal references for your identity, who you are, what it's all for, what it's all about can seem a bit blurry if not actually invisible. So trying out some deep healing can be very helpful, such as Debbie Talalay, for example, with her Stanford technique. She's got lots of experience in helping people transform through major life crises and changes like divorce. Um, Susan Cal Miller's another one. She's a a health coach and she does uh, emotional freedom technique, otherwise known as tapping. These uh, can help you to self-heal and regulate your emotions and also uh, help shift and shift deep trauma another way of doing some deep work is to work with a, a psychotherapist uh, someone like karen baru and um, this is not the same as someone who is uh, just a regular counselor psychotherapist i think they started for, started for about like seven years it's quite in depth because you're you're going doing really deep work so you really do need to be quite highly trained to do that um, all of these these great people they're all part of the divorce squad And uh, that you can find them in the app and uh, and or come and come and talk to me and I can do an introduction if if you want. But what I'm saying is that this is a a time to to make. Uh, to really make those kind of transformations. Because whether you explore deeper healing, new experiences, or just take up meditation, that's a good one. I mean, I've found transcendental meditation was great for me, uh, keeping me energised and focused. I've discovered A a Course in Miracles as part of my spiritual journey, as well as Buddhist chanting. That's a fab way to meet new, lovely people anywhere in the world. Um, Whatever roads you choose to go down, there will be your choice. And for me, that is the heart of transformation. It's about taking responsibility for your life and living it to the full, instead of letting what is now your past still dictate your future. Now, we're ready for our shared story. This is a pre-recorded one I did on, actually, New Year's Eve with uh, the lovely Alice. And I've cut it down to five minutes And I think you're going to enjoy this.
2: My husband went into the guest bedroom on the 1st of October 2017. Wow. Saying, I don't want to be married to you. And then just leaving you to deal with it all. Which often, which often happens. He lost his job within two weeks of that. He lost his very well paid job and got paid a huge settlement, but again, just stayed in the guest bedroom. And then I was working at a local prep school, um, offsetting school fees. So I continued doing that, but no money was coming into the house at all. Yeah. And we both lived together, separated for nine months till he got a job the following May. And he still stayed until the August, um, because I think he just was just like in a sort of no man's land, you know, after nine months of just existing together. I think he said something like, I could carry on doing this forever. What's the big deal? I think meeting you was very informing because it's almost like your story was worse than mine. So that cheered me up. (laughs) It's a bit like a car crash. I've got various analogies that will help people in the first stage understand the chaos. So number one is, I heard someone on your site talking about this car crash, and all of the glass comes in. And in a movie, it goes... So there's that. And it lasts for months. All of the glass comes in. And you just sit there in a broken car wreck because no one else is going to do anything in shock. So, you know, there's the car crash analogy. There's the sort of falling like Alice in Wonderland down into a tunnel. And I just kept feeling like I was falling, but there was nothing to catch me. And that went on for probably a year. There was no bottom to this falling. The analogy for the guilt was the rubble. I used to look around all these lumps and bumps of, you know, things I could probably make something out of as a fixer, as most women are. But the rubble that was left, that was my choice. What am I gonna do with these little bits and pieces? I live on an estate here and all the houses were finished in 1915 and all of the front boundary fences have these black sort of volcanic rocks and bits of broken brick. And obviously it's from the war and, you know, bits and pieces people just made do. And it's kind of like that. You sort of think, well, that's a nice little remnant. I'll keep that. And there's a nice bit of rubble if I put with that and that and that fits together. And that's the beginning of the rebuilding. I don't know when you know that starts happening. It might not be for months if you're being kind to yourself you begin to see the rubble and think ah oh, there's a bit of promise in this rubble. Yeah. I wear my wedding ring and people say oh so you're not really over him and I said to my big sister who's very wise I said what do I do about like the jewelry he gave me and the nice things? I know. She said Alice there's no rule book and I was like yeah I mean I wear this ring because I love it because I made a bunch of promises that I kept. For me that represents a happiness in my life and a great moment in my life and a commitment that But, you know, it's all quite happy, that ring. Why does it have to go in a box just because my husband lives down the road and has bought a three-bed flat? You know, those are the things that you can take your time about, whether it's the bed or the the rug or a wedding ring. You choose. You know, you're left with so much stuff you can't change. That, you know, there are times where I couldn't wear this wedding ring because it's too painful. But equally, now I've framed it how I perceive that. And people find it unusual. But then... That's the beauty of it, is you can be unusual. I found a lot of people telling me, oh, well, he was never really around, so that was, you know, preparation for where you are now. You're the sort of person who will just get on with it. You're the sort of person that always comes out right side up. I found all that deeply annoying in in my grief and in my journey. And I refused to believe it because I was still in the wellowing pit of grief and shock and anger. And still now people tell me how I'm supposed to be about things. But you're right. I think as much as I hate to say it, one of my very good best friends said, Alice, when this divorce eventually happens, you'll be financially better off, emotionally better off and therefore physically better off because you're carrying this stress. That's got to go somewhere. You're going to be better off in every way. Well, if I could have punched a clean out right there in the bar, I would have done (laughs) because she's happily married. What would she know? But actually in this very long journey and if you're patient enough and if I don't come across as cheesy, yes, yes there's a whole new person that cracks out of that egg at some point, hopefully, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. But I also think you have to live with some brokenness, some scars, some baggage, whatever, you know, like I am a better off person and I now stand my own ground, know my own mind, as if I didn't before, but even more so, because it's tested me in every single way and made me the strong, proud, capable woman that i am now it is a sense of achievement at the end and no one knows when the end is it takes forever but eventually it is the end
0: i love that little film thank you alice for for sharing um it's you know, quite often people won't be that raw and open and it's so valuable when you're in that space yourself to know that you're not the only one um, and that you, there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's been wonderful to be um, able to witness her journey. So very quickly before we move on to our healing um, here is a tile roulette in the app best way to divorce app free on any phone desktop it just will. If you use that QR code, you don't, it's not like a Clubhouse, you can use it on all phones. And uh, I'm just going to pick on three critical divorce facts as the uh, tile, second down on the left underneath the welcome pack there on this, on this screen. And they that is a, a 30 short, uh, no, sorry, not 30 short. That is three, just three, three critical facts that are, it's absolutely free resource. It's a very short uh, video. But it really covers the three fundamental areas that you need to know about when you're particularly when you're about to divorce or or go through family separation. But also, even if you're in the middle of it, you may find that you haven't got those bases covered. So it's completely free. It's in the app and it's really valuable if I say so myself. So please go and make use of it. And if you've already downloaded the app and haven't got around to clicking on that tile, go ahead I think you should uh, and also uh, you as I hope you know we've got um, a uh, I don't think it's on here actually I've got the free uh, divorce group now as well just a it has a feed in from the Facebook group so it's but it's not on Facebook so if you put anything in there it will not go on Facebook it all just stays in the app um, as well as obviously the secret divorce group which is a low-cost subscription one but you get a lot more attention in there and lots of other free things like access to workshops, which we've got coming up next week, I'll be telling you about the forthcoming workshops that are happening. So now we are ready to relax and be calm. And I'm going to bring on our lovely healer for this, uh, this show. And I'm now going to unmute you Regina thank you so much for coming on and uh, it's lovely to see you so what delights are you going to give us now
3: so um, I'm going to give you and your audience uh, a deep relaxation and it is a journey I'm going to invite you to go on a journey within yourself um, to give you hope yeah
0: excellent that we all need a Good dose of that. Thank you so much, Regina. So I shall let you take it
3: away. So thank you. And welcome. Please sit comfortably, preferably on a chair um, your feet should be on the floor with shoes on or without shoes. It doesn't matter. And close your eyes and relax your eyes. The easiest muscle in the body to relax are the muscles around your eyes. So keep your eyes shut, knowing very well that you can open your, close your eyes at any moment. But now you choose to keep your eyes shut and relax and relax your whole body right now. Remove all the tension in your body right now. Imagine that your body is wrapped around a warm blanket of relaxation and relaxed. And you choose to be relaxed because you know you're safe, you are supported, and you're grounded breathe normally and stay there for a few seconds feeling the relaxation taking over your body and now i want you to take a deep breath in and when you breathe out focus on your heart your whole heart area your whole chest What makes your heart sing your own voice saying to yourself, how much love you have for yourself, how much kindness and compassion you have for yourself and feel the love, the kindness and compassion taking over your chest, your heart area, make it bigger, make it deeper. And you choose to do so because you know you're safe. You are supported and you are grounded and you are loved. The kind of love that encourages you to move on, to keep going, that motivates you, to achieve all your goals that nourishes you that puts a smile on your face feel that love that you have for yourself and allow your chest area to be filled with that love and stay with it for a while allow it to go deeper into your heart and perhaps you can even hear your heart singing to the tune of your own voice and now take another deep breath in and when you breathe out go to your mind and take your heart and the love you have there to your mind make a connection between your heart and your mind a connection with self-love and kindness and compassion that your mind understands and allow your mind to create possibilities, infinite possibilities for you. Allow your thoughts to quiet so you can hear that little voice in your head. The voice that supports you. The voice that tells you that you are enough. The voice that tells you that you can do anything you want. The voice that tells you every day, all the time, you can do it. You are enough. You are loved. And you choose to listen to that voice whenever you want to, because you know you are safe, you are supported, and you are grounded. Listen to that voice. Listen to that voice with love, kindness, and compassion. And stay with the voice for a while. Perhaps the voice makes you smile. Perhaps this voice motivates you. Allow your mind to create infinite possibilities for you with the support of your heart and now take a deep breath in and go from your head to your gut to your stomach and take your heart with you and make the connection with your gut your heart your mind and your gut and stay there What is deep inside your gut? Courage. Courage to achieve your goals. Courage to keep going. No matter what. Courage to change. Courage to change your mind. Courage to say yes. Courage to say no. And most importantly, courage to feel love for yourself. And let your stomach digest all that and stay with it for a while and feel the love in there feel supported by your heart and your mind and now with the stomach you are connected feel the courage the control and the power that you have inside. Now I want you to take a deep breath in and go back to your heart, the center, the center of your core. And imagine a figure of eight or the infinite sign going from your heart to your mind, to your gut, back to your heart. It's infinite, constantly going, constantly supporting, encouraging you, loving you. And when perhaps you're feeling bit down, or perhaps when life It's not going according to plan. All you have to do is look inside. Because there you know, with a kind of knowing you know, that you will always find in your heart, in your mind, and in your gut, the love for yourself. And stay there with this figure of eight Make it stronger and bigger. It will always be there inside. And now, when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you for joining me. My name is Regina. Be kind, be brave, be yourself. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Regina, that was absolutely delightful. And uh, and definitely another one I'm gonna be replaying at various points to listen to again. So, on the battlefield of family separation, in the war of divorce, always, always make peace your weapon
2: of choice.